What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? I am the heathen of the group. They call me Mr. Tony Sticks, a.k.a. The Voice, a.k.a. Johnny Bam Bams, a.k.a. Mr. WrestleMania, a.k.a. Macho Man Tony Savage. That's real shit. I'm going to get that on a jacket at some point. You should. And we got my homeboy, Mike Haney, in the building. Mike, tell the people who you be, boy. What up? This is Mike Haney, Mr. HLD himself. Yeah, yeah. And then we got my man, P. Smith. Yo, it's your boy, P. Back at it again. What's good? And then we have two really dope guests. Where this gentleman introduce yourselves? My name is Q. <laughs> he's, he's so humble. I swear. My name's Q. Yeah, shit, we got Mouse in here. You know. What's that? We got Q and we got Mouse. Fam looked at me like I said, if you're your first time in the church, please stand. <laughs> Tell us your name, where you're from. Listen, My, for anybody who think I'm a man of few words, they haven't met. <coughs> oh, God. They haven't met. This is going to be the shortest yeah, podcast they, we probably recorded. <laughs> They haven't met Quentin Collins. If they think I'm too chill and laid back, y'all ain't never met him. Nah, I told Q before he came before we got on air though. Like we 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 will fun podcast, man. We go, he was like, I'm trying to think of what kind of questions y'all niggas is gonna ask. We're gonna ask questions, questions. We're gonna ask questions, questions. You know what I realized the other day? You know what I realized the other day? And Jaleesa, you might be able to to relate to this. Hold on, Jaleesa, you need to introduce yourself. It's different when you're not in the room now because you've been in the room the last three. Yeah, don't let us forget you here. Well, I'm Jaleesa. I don't got no cool. You're Jaleesa the who? You Jaleesa the who? The elephant. Okay, then. Stop playing. Stop playing. All Tusk. Fuck is you talking about? I wish I had an elephant sound. We need to get one. I'm going to look at it and download it. That'd be, listen. Yeah. Please. (laughs) Can you find like a uh, sound whenever I I say my, that'd be so fucking fire. I'm petty. So... (laughs) Jaleesa, you might be able to relate to this. I think I realized why it is I never got my ass whooped. Not really, in high, in like all throughout school. I got into like maybe two or three fights. I won none of them. But I think the reason why is because I'm like, I'm like just a hair below annoying little brother. Hmm. So it's like, it's just annoying to the point where it's like, nigga, shut the fuck up. But like right there where it could be funny. Maybe because I talk to everybody. Right, I'm like Julie. I talk to everybody. Yeah, that's how I am. See? Like <laughs> nine times out of ten, everybody gonna defend me because they like Julie. Don't fuck with nobody. Like you know, or everybody like I, like I said, I talk to everybody. Now, Mike, were you so always I, big? Yeah. No. Nah. No. Were you little? You wanna know what happened? For real, I said yeah. this on the first episode when we first started this podcast. I think you did. I went to sleep little. And I woke up and I was just a big ass nigga. Man, what age we talking about? Man, I'm dead ass. Because based bro, off your son, Mike, 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 that little nigga big. I was so small, bro. He, really he was. But Mike, living now? Yeah, but throughout my life, I it, my weight fluctuated. Like I was small, skinny. Then I got big. Then I got back skinny. And then but once I started playing football and stuff like that, being in the weight room and getting big. Did you hear Jaleesa? No. But was you tall? Oh, yeah, you can't no, hear No, I know. I wasn't all that tall. No. How tall are we talking? It was like I just caught a growth spurt, bro. And I was just. What? Well, I mean, it definitely happens. Q, what about you? So, how about I've been 5'3 since third grade? No, you haven't. I swear to God. So, my mama is 6'2. Damn. How are you 5'3? My mama's side is really tall. And I. I grew up like when I was like I said I I like got my height really early so they thought I was gonna be really tall 
And at the third grade, I not got, I did not grow any any bigger. I mean, any taller. I got bigger, but I was no like yeah. I've been five three since third grade. Five three. <laughs> now since third grade. Q, you like what six one six two? Oh uh, yeah. Have you always been that tall though? Probably. I don't know. Shit. <laughs> what about weight size? Like, have you always had weight on? Nah, <clears throat> not into my like adult years. Not into your adult years, yeah. Mouse. What about you? I've probably been about the same size since middle school. No bullshit. Since middle school, fam. Since middle school, about yeah. the same size. Damn. What? What? I, I feel like, I feel like God was like, yeah, let's go and cook it up. Get that nigga all the talents. Ooh, shit. We out of height. Damn, he'd be all right. Get the shavings <laughs> in there. Like, damn. I probably stopped at. I'm. Like five ten on a good day. That's because I woke up, stretched, did some yoga. Five ten, bro. For real? I would have gave you about six one, about six one. How tall are you, Pete? Six foot on a good day. That's fair. See, you was real about it though. Most niggas would have just stood. No, was real about it. Y'all can kiss my ass with that five eleven shit. Six foot even. Shoes off or on. Oh, that's what I'm God. sticking with. That's what my ID saying. That's what it is. Do you feel like? Let me ask you this question, and we're gonna slide into this interview because I really want to hear what these gentlemen got to say. Everybody, everybody, chime in. Jaleesa, you the first one up. All right, you the first one up. When do you feel like your creative interest took place? Like what you're doing now. When did it, did it hit you young? Did you see something? You were like, yeah, I'm going to be a videographer. Or people suck at branding themselves. Or branding something looks really cool. You know, did you see clothing as something that you wanted? You said you did a lot of sports. Mm -hmm. So I would figure this happened for you later. Nah, it actually, I used to, I was really heavy into art when I was younger. Like, I got a whole sketchbook and stuff. So I And I got, like, T-shirts that I used to practice drawing on okay. at an early age. So I didn't said, really act on it, but I was... But business. it was something that you were interested in. Yeah, it was there. Julissa, what about you? So for me, I, I think I, I didn't notice until later. <laughs> so like, I kind of fell into this because one of my best friends um, had paid a few people for a website. And I was like, you know what? Forget it. We're not paying nobody else. They, you know, they kind of like scammed her. Mm -hmm. And I <clears> fell <throat> into it. But as I got older, and I, I mean, as I got like, more into it, I kind of realized, like, when I was younger, I used to be obsessed with labels, right? Yeah. Like, and I would notice when, like, companies would change their labels mm -hmm. or, um, you know, would, would or the companies that had the labels for the longest and never changed them. Yeah. So, yeah. that's brandy. But <laughs> I didn't know that, you know, then. But I used to be obsessed with them. I, I would look at them all the time, like, you know, when you go shopping with your mom, I would just be looking at all the labels. Like, oh, this is a good one. This is a bad one. I'm never going to buy that one. Wow. So I didn't know that I had an interest in branding because I didn't know that was branding. But, yeah. So Mike, I think when I was younger, but I didn't even know what the, I didn't know what the interest was. Mike, when did you pick up a camera? Mm, eight years ago. But um, my creative juices started early. So before I did what I'm doing now, I used to do music, right? Yeah. So my mom seen that I was interested in doing music. <clears throat> yeah. So my mom is a Goodwill shopper. So <laughs> when I told her I wanted to do music, she went to the Goodwill and brought me a karaoke machine. You know, on this karaoke machine, it had a CD player at the top. Yeah. 
cassette player at the bottom. So one day I was like, damn, I wonder if I could download instrumentals to the CD, go to Family Dollar, get some blank cassette tapes, and put it in there, and then play the actual instrumental and, and record. hit record. You won. It worked. Fire. I still have the cassette tapes to this day. I got a cassette player. Yeah, we got it. We got to link up. So I gotta uh, hear that shit. <laughs> it, it no, definitely. And and it started. It started early, man. And then after I got out of music, um, I wanted to engineer music, so I was into audio. Yeah. After I did audio, I was like, damn, um, video editing and audio engineer editing is sort of the same thing. Yeah. So then I started getting into video editing, and then I picked up the camera, and here I am today. Quick question. Hot question. Do you feel like if somebody was to drop you in the middle of like a Marvel movie or or a Quentin Tarantino film and it's like, here, jump into the team and get to work, do you feel like you could right now? Yeah. Fire. But then again, I haven't had anybody that came to me with that type of opportunity. So because we really don't know what we could do unless we pushed to do dropped your ass. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So somebody challenging. Uh we have to you want to introduce them? You know these brothers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um we got my boy Q in the building uh, from the far. Yes, sir. For a lot of people that don't know, um, you know, very intelligent cat, very humble. Don't don't say too much. Don't talk too much. But definitely got a lot of uh, <laughs> definitely got a lot of a lot of knowledge, you know, in his brain. And uh, I'm just getting introduced to Mouse, um, you know, uh, as far as I know, in a transitional period. Too. Yeah, from the far. As far as I know, he's in the transition uh, transitional period. Um, in his life, so uh, Q yeah. Q is top five funniest people on Facebook. Yeah, <laughs> say word. Does, put that out doesn't there. the far stand, doesn't F A R stand for something? Q. Yeah. What does it stand for? It stands for failures aren't real. That's my the name of my failures uh, aren't real. Yeah, that's dope. What black people? Are so because you got to think about it. Like, Everybody always say I'm from the far. Far East Side. Yeah. So for him to be able to get his creative juices flowing and come up with failures aren't real. That's so fucking dope. That's dope as hell. I got a question. So is failures aren't real, meaning like you don't fail, you just, you should take it as a lesson? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kind of, something like that, amongst other things. Well, Well, explain it to me in your words. I mean, that's really it, though. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, in order to succeed, you gotta go through hardships, you know what I'm saying? So you're gonna fail a couple of times, but if you just keep pushing, then it ain't really a failure, it's just a lesson. Yeah. That's not like words out of your book. <clears throat> what was <laughs> the first failure that you didn't view as, a, like, it was the last failure you viewed as a failure. You just viewed it as a lesson. Do you remember that moment? <clears throat> mm. If I'm honest, no. But I could make up something. <laughs> Do you remember yeah. a moment where yeah, it could have been? That's what I mean yeah, when yeah, I yeah, say yeah, I can make yeah, up something. Yeah. I can think of a moment, but I don't yeah. remember. Uh, Any moment would do, yeah. Probably when I was uh, I was in barber school and I failed my, my state exam the first time. How did that feel? <clears throat> I mean, shit. I don't know. <laughs> did not feel like nothing. Did that? Like I, I gotta go do it. I gotta go. I, I mean, I don't have a choice but to go back and retake the test. So right, but did did that give you the feeling of the next thing that I do, I'm not gonna feel that? No. 
Oh, okay. I, that's just a moment that I remember. Oh, okay. Mm. That wasn't a defining moment when I figured out that. Do you have a defining moment? Nope. Mm. So it's kind of like a all all things are just a lesson. Yeah, to me. To you. Yeah. <clears throat> I like how you I like how you emphasize that. I hate that we live in a society where we have to, but I appreciate the fact that you do. Like everybody's got their own system of reality. And that's really a, a video that I'm gonna be recording here soon because it's a, a piece of society I don't feel like we address well enough. Everybody has their own system of reality. How you view something does not have to be the way I view it, but it doesn't have to be me versus you. If we are agreeing to disagree, it is simply because we're standing on our own system of reality. Mm -hmm. We're not just we're not necessarily trying to negate yours. I right, acknowledge right, yours. Right. I just don't have to subscribe to it. So I appreciate that. Because there are a lot of people out and here. And it that don't have like to be no beef. No. Like people yeah. need to learn how to debate without being beef or without feeling offended. Like that takes emotional maturity on a high level. No, nah, yeah, he will like, tell we you. We both wrong. can decide that we don't agree and <laughs> and continue being friends we don't have to block each other or like take it personal i don't understand Yo. when we became so sensitive we became sensitive when we became sensitive when we allowed people to we became sensitive when we allowed people to have more opinions than they had facts the that's thing cool. that's I literally <laughs> just about to say because no nobody thinks nobody thinks what they opinion is is an opinion they think it's law like right. yes everybody thinks what they view is the way it is and no nigga you that's what you see that's not it even even more so if the facts of the matter negate and negation is real if the facts of the matter negate what you're feeling why hold on to something that isn't real yeah like yeah. that's it's like like putting the cart before the horse Understand what it is that you're talking about or feeling or experiencing first. Is this is this actually what it is? Now, how do you feel about it? Right. Talking about how you feel about it first is like saying, I hate that movie. Well, when did you go see it? I ain't seen it yet. Right. Time out. <laughs> and, a, and a lot of it's not even based off of if it's fact or true or false. It's just most things are opinion. Like, well, not fact. Clarity. Are you clear on it? If you and I got an issue... I need to be clear on what that issue is right. before I go off feeling a way about it. Because mm -hmm. once I'm clear on it, well, damn, I, I probably don't feel the same way. right? Or at least I know I do feel that way and I feel more confident going into the conversation about it. Mm -hmm. uh, I just, ah, man, it just bothers me when people just put, like, I feel this way about it. Yeah, but that's not what, that's not what happened. Mm -hmm. Or that's not what I meant. Or that's not even what you meant. You now understand that you thought of this differently. And we spend all that time angry at each other or petty or passive. For no for reason. For no damn reason. We just need to learn to agree, <clears throat> uh, agree to disagree more. And that'll save a lot of arguments. Has anybody in here ever had a, 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 a partnership that went sour because somebody decided to put their feelings before clarity? Yes. <laughs> I can't you talking about, you, you talk about, you. You talk about any type like business business like, like any type <laughs> yes uh, yeah for sure Mouse have you ever had like a partnership or anything like it was solid it was locked in and it was just one moment where it was miscommunication or misunderstanding or feelings came before clarity and it was like shit just went up in smoke damn is there one that you could talk about like he said, I'm transitioning and mm -hmm. 
thing that I could talk about. I don't know if this is like appropriate, but that's fair. Know, that's fair. It, it it's definitely with girls. You feel me? Mm-hmm. So I can say like you know people like this my family. You feel me? And mm-hmm. Some story happened. You know we mm-hmm. we was really locked in on what we was doing, and then you know a situation mm-hmm. happened, and then everything turned sour. You feel me? But it just like they jumped into it because of the way they was feeling off of something. You feel me? So mm-hmm. I'm like. You know, I'm like, I ain't feeling that way, but you feeling that way. So, you know, you're going to do it your way, but I don't want to do it that way. Yeah, so yeah. So now everything done turned sour, you feel me? So I don't even want to, like, all right, well, now we're going to have to, now we done fell out, get into this, get into that. It ain't what it used to be. So now we got to go and break what we had going on just because of a misunderstanding. And you went into it with the feelings that you had instead of, you know, us doing, you know, coming together and, you know, Bro, Especially if you feel like you got an eggshell around each other now. Sound like yeah. it wasn't no compromise. Nah. Yeah. Right, 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 right. No, no compromise. That has to exist in certain <laughs> certain relationships, whether they're business ships, friendships, whatever. There is a level, there's an idea of compromise that is acceptable. There's an idea of compromise that is unacceptable. And I feel like the only idea of compromise that is acceptable is when we can agree to disagree because everybody's clear on what we're disagreeing on. Right. I think that's I think that's way more acceptable. Um, real quick question: So the far the far the far east side, the far your initiative is not just a wave. It's not just a, a trendy thing. It's something I've been aware of for years. What exactly do you do within that initiative? Within that idea? Uh, you talking about like the events? Yeah, yes. <clears throat> so I really just host or put together like a mental health and like life skills, personal development events for men, women, and children. Mm-hmm. Um, most times I have like guest speakers. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done one with sports where I did it with little boys where we had like certain drills on the basketball court, mm-hmm. but each drill would define what you're going through in that moment as a life skill. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? That's like dope. if you can't That's get through this um, – Ladder. I don't, I don't know if y'all, I'm sure y'all done played sports. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. well, I did. But <laughs> I understand. Kind of, you know, you got to have a certain kind of resilience to get through this ladder drill. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So that would define resilience. Uh, making a left-hand layup would define, like, adversity. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's basically what I do. Is there so, – so not that you're putting one over the other, but is there uh, an event that you looked forward to or you took the most pride in putting together the most? The next one. The next – ooh. Talk about it now. <laughs> so when I say the next one, I mean. Oh, like I, you're excited about the next thing coming. Mm-hmm. That's fire. But I got a question. So <clears throat> what made you want to start doing events like that? And be, and I say that because, like, I know the relationship you have with your son. Yeah. And, you know, how you pushing him to, you know, be the best he could be. Um, do you take motivation from that? And the passion from that to instill into the other kids and the events and stuff that you have. Because I actually uh, went to one of your events that you had. Right. Uh, so can you can you speak about, you know, what made you want to do that or do these type of events? Uh, it's really two things, for real. Uh, it's like my cousin, he got killed, right? And. Mm-hmm. So it, it used to be people who write me on Facebook all the time. I mean, he's such a good dad. He's such a good dad, right? So then my cousin got murdered. And I feel like if he had his father in his life, he probably wouldn't have died. Mm. I don't know how crazy that sounds to y'all, but he wasn't connected to me and my brothers. You know what I'm saying? Uh, 
and everybody them played in the streets, but yeah, it was sure. like really in the streets, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So uh when he got murdered, <clears throat> somebody wrote me on Facebook and was like, uh, that's when they wrote me, like, you such a good dad. So then it automatically made me think of him. Mm-hmm. So I thought about him and I thought about how he would probably still be alive if he had a father. So then I had a black father's event. Mm-hmm. I had a black father's event. Um, and then I just wanted to start being like intentional. Like my whole life, I don't always been the person for people to come to, to talk to or to help. Or, Personal counseling. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like <clears throat> whatever it is, whether it's words, finances, examples, whatever the case may be, I just want to start being intentional. And I think like being intentional means having events to me. So that's what made me want to do it. Hmm. When it comes to, uh, so, because me and Q, we rap a lot when we see each other about, you know, certain things. We both got boys, um, and we both dabble in that that realm of ment- mentorship and growth and all that. Um, and the last time we talked, I think, is when we was at the Y, and I told you, like, they trying to get me back into the mentoring at the Juvenile, and I was like, man, I'm cool. I'm done with that shit. Simply because of the, the drain that it can cause on you when you see so many young men that are are lost and not guided and i was at the point like i said i did it for like six and a half years and i was at the point where i was like yo this is taking too much out of me i don't even want to deal with it no more yeah um and now i I am back into it full throttle um so my question that i want you to share with the people is the same one i asked you is like what what gives you the patience to continue to want to stick around and do this because a lot of people i'm sure have the same mentality that i've had and be like man they lost they'll it's too they're doomed it's over for them yeah so what gives you you know the patience and the resilience to continue to try to you know to save the youth of uh this generation results mm. uh it don't really matter to me how many people you reach if you can reach one person you know what i'm saying you did what you set out to do so just having results you know what i mean whether it's a woman, a little boy, a little girl, you know what I'm saying? If they can pick up something from you, if they can take something away, then you did what you were supposed to do. Q, you reminded me of um, <clears throat> a moment that my uh, sister made me aware of. I was a teacher at one point, and a little girl, her name was Paris, dark skin. She was getting poked fun at because of it. I remember what that felt like, being, being poked fun of because you're dark. <clears throat> <clears throat> but because I felt like she could have related more more directly to uh, a woman in our building who she actually quite resembled, to be honest, you know, I brought her to her, and I thought I was doing a good thing. My sister was like, why would you do that? I said, why wouldn't I? She said, would you not be there to give advice or counsel to your sisters? What about if you had a little girl? If you, If she came to you, because she felt like she could get some kind of clarity, some kind of healing from you, and then you turned away. Well, she doesn't have a good relationship with Miss Thomas. Right. You know what I mean? <clears throat> she said, any opportunity, when somebody comes to you seeking that kind of clarity, that kind of knowledge, that kind of wisdom, whatever it is, it is your duty to at least try to fulfill that, you know? Um, and, and you, and a, as a teacher, as a former teacher, uh, you hit the nail on the head. You're not gonna get everybody. But right. if you were like, if you at least got one of them, man, and I remember the 
little boys and the little girls that I had in class where it's like, you know, everybody else, I think they pretty much get it. You though, it's gotta be me and you. And I at least gotta know that I tried, not even for the ego, but for your sake, that I tried to give you as many tools as possible to be better. To say that I, to judge you and knowing that I didn't try that hard. You know, kind of person does that make me? That question of why not really it get you. Because uh, that's what I believe when I when I told, when I said I was cool on it, Q simply was like, why? And I sat there and I was like, I mean, you know, I gave my reasons and all that. And he was literally like, so? You still do it? <laughs> he was like, you still do it. And it's like, you know, that, that'll really... Cause like you said, like I said what I said or why I don't want to do it, and he still was like, "Okay, and but you can also still get X, Y, and Z from it." So that that simple question of somebody questioning you and just simply saying "Why not?" It really make you reevaluate your uh, your thought process on a lot. Do you feel like um, from the past events that you've been having, right? Do you feel like you you see results from those events? with the individuals that you, like, come across or talk to, do you ever stay connected to some of the people that come to your event as far as, like, the kids, the parents? Yeah, they uh they write me on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Some of them I've given free therapy to. Like, I pay for therapy sessions. Let's uh, <laughs> go. They, uh, they, like, write, write me and reach out to me, thanking me for it. So, I mean, some of them I do, I do connect with their children. Like, I got a couple of their phone numbers, so. Yeah. I, I, I reach out to So them. you do feel like you're seeing some results from it? Definitely. Okay. I'd just switch it up if I did. Right. I what would you do different, you think, if you couldn't reach them in the way that you've been doing? What you think you could do different to reach them? I don't know, because I'm reaching them. So that's the only thing I care <laughs> about. Right now, it's right. if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, and, I, and I ask that because, you know, it's, it's a lot of young men out here really lost. Yeah, nah, for sure. And really, really deep off in the streets. So they might come to an event and hear what you're saying, but it don't register. We need a. F- you see what I'm saying? We all just gonna say. Go ahead, go we ahead. we need to find a pipeline because now, so I, I'm linked connected with the juvenile center. So I'm in mm-hmm. there with the ones that's like really they they in it and now they in the system with it. We need to find a way to make a pipeline to when they get out they got direct access to the type of stuff that, that you're doing because a right. lot of them, when they do get out, they, we, I don't, we're not allowed to give them our contact information. So they have to like go through caseworkers and all this type yeah, of stuff. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we need to find a way to get a, uh, like a pipeline that way when they get out, they got direct, direct access to these type of resources. The resources. That can, uh, yeah. yeah. That can benefit them. Cause that's the thing. Like they get out, they, they won't help while they're in there. And it's like, they get, let back out into the wild, and now they just like stuck. So that's definitely something I need to try to uh, figure out for sure. I have a question. Um, so with this work, I'm sure that you see a lot of different cases or a lot of um, not issues, but like things that that we could change. Like so, for me, um, my my son lives with his dad. He's a good kid for now, you know that can change in the blink of an eye, you know, things, somebody can influence him incorrectly or he can just make a wrong decision. Um, but what are some things that you see that like you feel that parents can change? Um, may it be how we speak to them? May it be um, to get them more involved? May it just like patterns or things that you see often 
um, not even necessarily like absent fathers, um, because a lot of times I feel like, and, and this is this is a two a two way thing. I'm not going to say just me. I feel like people think that because they're around, they're not absent, and I and it's mothers as mm-hmm. well um, that are are the same. You know that detach from children or don't necessarily nourish that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and and I just wonder like what are some things that um, you know, like just, just give a, give a message to the parents, like talk to these kids, you know, let them, um, be, you know, let them be transparent, like let them express themselves. Like what, what are some things that you see? Uh, I'm gonna an answer and then I'm gonna let my, my man's answer for me. It's really just simple, man. Like you just gotta be patient. You gotta have empathy. You gotta have understanding. And you gotta have some grace. Uh mm, yeah. see that. Like, we done all been teenagers before. Mm-hmm. We done all done some crazy shit before. So for you to think that your child is not gonna grow up and get into something is delusional. And they came you know from you. <laughs> and we gotta stop saying we gotta change the way we talk to them. We gotta change the way we think about them as well. Like saying mm-hmm. children are bad is crazy. Yeah. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Like they not they not bad. They live in bad environments. And they're very influenced. Thank you. Oh. Yeah. So they only know what they're around. If they bad, then you And need, they're you need human. Kids are human. <laughs> like I think the biggest I think a disconnect that oh well, I think our generation is doing better. But I know like for sure from like my parents, you know, kids are to be seen and not heard. Mm. Um you don't have no fifth. Zen, you know things like that, and I think that some people like are are still carrying that. But kids are are have feelings, and they know and understand a lot more than we give them credit for. Mouse, what you think? How, how would you answer? <clears throat> I'm just saying. I'll say like same way. Like you know, it's what we around. Like what they around. Like you said, we've been teenagers, and but see, like, but some people, like I could say, like with me. Like, the environment I was in, like, my mama, like, she went to church probably, like, three, four times a week. Damn. And for for me to come out how I did, it was just, like, the environment I was in, you feel me? Yeah. It's what I'm seeing. Yeah. It's what I want to do. I want to I want to do what I'm seeing, you know? I can't, I ain't going to say that, you know, this is the parents' fault. They might have did everything right. They might have did everything right for you, and then... But what you seeing outside, this is what I want to do. I want to do what I see outside. The choices that you yeah, make. I yeah, I want to be these my choices. Like you said, he said we got to have empathy. We can't just go in there and say, oh, you a bad kid. Mm-hmm. Why am I a bad kid? But I'm a bad kid because this is what I see right here. Now. You might have done a bad thing, but yeah, you're not a bad person. Bad and we don't practice that. Yeah, you got to get your money up. If I'm bad, shit. <laughs> Get me out of here. I ain't going to lie. My son said that. I might backhand him. <laughs> but, Damn. But no, nah, but but nah, that's that's real, though, because that legit is a lot of the time the problem is like, yeah, you got me where I'm at, so take me out of here. Then maybe I'll be different. But but my thing is, too, if you keep telling the kid that they're bad, they're going to believe it. 
Like mm-hmm. instantly, you're 100%. bad. Definitely. You're stupid. It encourages you know, me. Even, yep. even those words, you know, for kids, period. You're bad. You're stupid. I you're, want you're your dumb. attention, and you're only giving yeah. it to me when I do something wrong. Of course, I'm going to keep doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Exactly. Especially if I'm being rewarded for it. Any yeah. energy, yeah. any attention. Yeah. As a, as I a, have a question. Yes, ma'am. Go oh, wait, 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 Go wait, ahead, wait, 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 wait. I have to get this out of the way because they pay for it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my favorite part of the show. Because <laughs> <sighs> you know what isn't bad? Brad's photos. <laughs> I mean, they're bad, but they're bad being good, not bad. Mean, never Anyways, Brad good Campbell Photography <laughs> at bradcampbellphotography.net. Individualized photography experience with training in classic studio photography on location portraits paired with photoshop artwork and enhancement shout out to brad campbell hopefully brad's been getting work off of this because we've been shouting my man's out i hope he's getting work shout out to you donna scratcherfield you feel me she's moth to a flame candle company that is at moth.2.aflame and our website is mtafcandleco.com it is a huge selection of fragrant hand poured candles made with soy wax however we don't sell candles we sell moods and memories, magnetic like a moth to a flame. We also want to shout out the FAR presents Our Youth is Our Priority. That is Sunday, August 20th, 8-20-2023. The topics are mental health, the city, and decision-making. There will be giveaways, incentives, and, of course, the best part, knowledge. Shout out to Dominic Jones. We had him on at the last show. Boy showed up and he showed out. Great episode. Please make sure you go and check out that episode. That actually might have made it into my top three. Dominic Jones Realty, if you're interested in buying, selling, or flipping a house or renting in Indianapolis area, that is Dominic.J.219. On Facebook, that is Dominic Jones. That's D-O-M-I-N-I-C-K Jones. My man Trillion Cuts. He's got a joint coming up Sunday, July 16th. That is this weekend, the Cook Up Producers Workshop. If you're trying to learn how to produce your music, audio engineer, make your shit sound good in the booth, you need to show up to this event. Now, it did change location. It is no longer at 1415 South Shelby Street. You need to find Stone Tree Studio in Fountain Square. Again, it has been moved to Stone Tree Studio in Fountain Square, but still Sunday, July 16th, 5 to 9 p.m. Shout out to Richard. He's a rapper. He's a singer. He's a songwriter. His Instagram, House of Richard, that is H-A-U-S of Richard. And then last but not least, Perry Thompson, president and CEO of Rhythm and Blues Preservation Society. He is also a black musician, a preservationist, and a journalist himself. Thank you to all those who keep sponsoring this dope thing we do called I Create Podcast. If you are looking to be a sponsor right now, strike by the iron's eye. $20. $20 and I shout you out twice each episode. How you gonna beat that? You can't just pull up with the money. <laughs> Again, this is I Create Podcast. We got our guests, Q and Mouse in the building. We got P. Smith. We got Mike Haney. We got your boy, Tony Sticks. And online, we got our sister, Jaleesa Williams, because she's not going to not be here. Yes, yes. So, um, Q, so since, since Hold on, Jaleesa, did you have a question? I did, but go ahead, Mike. Just don't forgive me after. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> so, uh, uh, go hey, ahead, Jaleesa, with your question. question. Go, go ahead, ahead with it now. <laughs> okay, so my question is, for this is for everybody. I would like everybody to answer. What is something that your parent did when you were younger that you didn't understand until you became an adult? Hmm. <sighs> Kept I, me I in the start. house. 
Let Ooh. me out of the house. Okay. Um, and 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 when I mean kept me in the house, um, I mean the neighborhood I grew up in out west was 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 pretty hectic mm-hmm. back in the day, and um, you know it, it was a lot of stuff going on 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 the block. Like you could walk outside your front door and see you know niggas sniffing powder, doing dope, all type of stuff, selling dope, whatever. And uh, she used to try to keep me you know in the house and away from that environment. Really didn't understand it then because. Most of my niggas was out there. You know what I'm saying? And uh, as I got older, it really kind of molded me to stick to myself. Yeah. Um, even now, I don't have too many people in my circle. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so it really taught me how to keep myself out of trouble. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm 33 years old today and I have never been locked up. I'm older than you? Yeah. What? Never been locked up. No juvenile, no none of that. And I think part of that reason being is because my mom tried to keep me out of that, although I kind of leaped into it. Yeah. But I was still smart enough to know when the I'm not trying to be there. Went it back out. Yeah. So one of the things I did was took a piece of everybody that was around me um, and kind of molded myself into who I am today. Um, far as, you know, far as the hustle. Yeah. Um, you know, my big brothers and them, hustled all their life um so it's like i wanted to hustle but i want to hustle the right way yeah yeah you know what i'm saying um i wanted to do other things but i need to do it the right way yeah um so that's one of the things she taught me my mother let me out the house i got five brothers and sisters well i got a brother and three sisters one passed and uh when my father passed this is like 99 we still living at Hunter's Ridge off of 38th and Post Road. And she moved us from 38th and Post Road to 62nd and Emerson. Mm. And she tried so hard to keep all of us in that house. I believe she was afraid of losing anything, anybody else. And I couldn't be mad at her. But for some reason, when, when the world caught my attention, I feel like she knew I was about to hop off that porch before I did. Mm-hmm. And I did. And when I when I did, I left. And I I only came back when I felt like I was gone too long or if I needed to. And she never shamed me for it. She did say at one point she felt like I abandoned them because when I left, I left. Um, you know, if if I didn't have to go back home, I didn't. I couch surfed, I slept in my car couple of times I, I the world had me and I wasn't me at the time mm. and I think she knew that too I was Tony and that's a completely different conversation for a completely different day but that's who I had I'd adopted because that's who got attention mm-hmm. that's who was handsome that's who was cool that's who was popular so Tony doesn't have a place in this home where Ronald should exist so I don't feel comfortable here it's like if you ever watch Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh most recent documentary he talks about how he never felt like he belonged in his family in austria like i I, this ain't me but when he saw america it was like that's where i'm supposed to be Mm -hmm. and when he got here the motherfucker never wanted to come back he didn't go back home and it was it was the same for me when i found my tribe the poets the dancers the photographers the 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 videographers the promoters when i found my tribe i took a look back at home and i thought i i never belonged there Mm -hmm. but that is my mother Right. Um, but to, to fast forward my, to my point, I felt like because she knew that was going to be my life, 
She let me figure out my footing in it now. And she never shamed me when I did have to come back and re- and, and re-up, retreat, yeah. refresh, because she knew you're going to go back out there. Mm-hmm. So you might as well. So when I did get out there, I kept myself a hell of a lot safer than I would have been if I had hopped in this life green. Right. Because of my personality, if I have hopped in this life that I live now green, it would have swallowed me whole. Yeah. But because she let me hop off. It's like when your parents let you drink young. Yeah. Now you know what you like, what you don't like. So you don't have to worry about the world selling you when you do get to this thing. Exactly. So, yeah, I think the best thing my mother did for me was she was let, let me go. Out. Yeah. What about she... you, P? Refer, uh, ask the question one more time to at least what make sure I answer it properly. Did that, what was it, helped you? Something that they did that I didn't understand at first, yeah. but now I do now. Mm-hmm. Was that yeah. it? Um. Man, I was, I was over here thinking there's a lot of things I could say, but one thing I can surely say that they did, and this wasn't something they were doing direct, more so my dad. It wasn't direct, but it was indirect. And as I've gotten older, I understand. And that's being upset or being mad at us, but not being mad because of something we did. So what I say, what I mean with that is that the outside world, society, life, kicking his ass is getting it's coming out on us mm. um and i didn't understand that as a kid of course but as you get older and you become an adult and you deal with the frustrations of society and you i I've, i'm i'm cognizant in that making sure that i don't take none of that home yeah but as i got older i was like damn that's why he used to be mad at us because he dealing with x y and z all day yeah. And then he come to the house, mm-hmm. and, and we do we do one one mic, little thing, one little thing yeah. and it's we getting spazzed on. So as a kid, you like, why is he always so mad? But once you get older and you start dealing with life and the frustrations, you're like, oh, I get it now. So that's why I make sure that I I try not to let anything that I'm dealing with outside, you know, control how I maneuver around my right. around my family because it's not you know, it, <laughs> excuse me, especially with kids like they. They don't understand, so exactly. they excited to see you and stuff. Yeah. And then, and then you, you in a bad mood. Yeah, you like, man, watch you get out. It's like, it's not <laughs> yeah. fair to them. So, like, right. but I, I didn't understand that growing up. So it, it even allowed me to forgive, you know, a lot of that as I've gotten older because it's like, shit, now that I'm dealing with it, I'm like, I get it. Yeah. You know, so I would definitely, that's that's something I, would, I feel like I, for sure. Understand. What about you, Q? Um, it's a lot, but probably... I don't got to explain myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's one thing she would say that I didn't understand. And I understand it now. Uh, Probably not in the way that y'all think, though. I understand it like you don't really know how to communicate. Right. So you Mm. don't want to explain yourself. Mm. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For me, I'm... I have to explain myself. I'm not going to let you talk to me and you not understand what I'm saying. No, right. Same. Same. Right. Because then <laughs> yeah. you're going to take away from whatever I said, whatever you want. And yeah, and then run with yeah, it. Oh, my. And that ain't really how I meant it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Take what I mean. You're going to yeah. take what you hear. Yeah. So when she say shit like, I'm, I'm grown, I don't got to explain myself. Yes, you do. Right. I, I never understood it, but I understand now. You don't know how to communicate for real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Mouse? Hey, I'm going to go with what you said, keeping you in the house. Yes. It's wicked out here. It is. You feel me? It's when I when I finally did, it was it was like 
It was different, wasn't it? Yeah, it was different. <laughs> so, you know, I probably stayed, I ain't going to say stayed in the house, but I stayed, like, right in an area that, you know, I wasn't going too far. Yeah. But then when I did, ah, man, I'm yeah. like, hold on. Wait right. Wait a minute. This was going on <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, you know, I started seeing stuff that, like, I'd be watching movies. I'd be like, they really doing this? Yeah. In real life? So, you know, and, like, I went to boys' school at a young age. Like, you mm. feel me? Like, I was away from my family when I was young. You right. feel me? So that's why I'm like, once I got outside, I, I ain't want to come in the house. Right. You mm. got to come find me, yeah. get me in the house. And then once I be in the house, I'm right back outside. Eager to go back out. Yeah, I need. I want to go back out there and see what's going on. Yeah. This is why you, okay, it's, it's fun out there, but it's wicked out there at the same time. True. Like, it's wicked. But it's fun. Then, like, once you get older and you got to, you know, you got to provide for yourself, you like, man, I see our mom was coming home. <laughs> Yo. Like, hey, boy. This was going on. Like, I see why, you know, we had them, them letters piling up a little bit. Yeah. And, and I'm looking up like, mom, why you at work all the time? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Like, Man, that that outside world when they say we outside, like we really outside. We really outside, like like come on out here and see if you want to be out here for real. Let me ask you this, Mouse. Um, and cause cause now you you, you wanting to you know try to start a transition. Um, would you rather be kept in the house now, seeing what you're seeing, being through the things that you've been through? I ain't gonna say rather be kept in the house, but I the choices, be, yeah, the choices. Like I, I'm gonna come out when it's when it's appropriate to come out. You feel me? Mm. So you know mm-hmm. I ain't gonna just come out. I'm gonna come out when it's appropriate to come out. Cause like I just was in the house where I couldn't come outside. I was mandatory to be in the house for me. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. I just. I was on house arrest for five years, you feel me? So I had to be in the house. So, you know, like all the the extras are like I see now, like I can't I don't take nothing for granted no more. Like yeah. being able to go get a sandwich, you feel me? Like that's something like, man, like I really can't go get a sandwich right now, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. I'm Damn. I'm hungry. Yeah, I can't yeah. go get a sandwich and then I can can you bring me a sandwich? I'm already at the crib. Like, damn, I'm hungry. You at the crib already? <laughs> you mean you can't go out and go get a like, nigga a sandwich? Real quick. Like, <laughs> so yeah. I, I, I've been through it. So the stuff that I've been through, like, I don't want the the younger generation to go through. Right. Like, I don't want like I see them going down that same path. Like, I don't want them to go down that path. I done been there and done that. I don't want I don't want to see the younger generation going through that. Like. Cause mm-hmm. it's it it it's easy. What they say, it's easy to get in trouble. Hard to get, hard out, to of. get out of. My grandma used to tell me that all the, all time. the time. And yeah. it's it's not no play thing. It's, it's true. truth. It's definitely the truth. <laughs> I true. I heard that a lot. That's that's another thing right there. At least what they say. Uh, that's something I understand too. Yeah. All right, it's easy to get in that trouble, boy. But hard to get it's out. hard to get out of it. That's, that's, when, when, that's when they hit you with that. Thanks. You think fat meat ain't greasy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Until the bacon start frying. Now what you, you telling your kids that? All right, you think fat meat ain't get greasy? Yeah. Keep playing. And, and, I think and you see that. I think. Uh, first of all, shout out to Mouse, right? Mouse, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five years. 
I don't know nobody that has completed five years on House Arrest. Like, I'm not being on House Make it a week, you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, yeah like, literally, like, so, that's some discipline. That's Damn. some discipline right there. And probation officers be on bullshit. So, oh, definitely. congratulations on that. Like, no I bullshit. I know, I know some people be like, you know, I'm not being funny. Like, I, I have a friend who just got off. He did two years, and he was excited. He posted it, and people in the comments was like, Oh, you excited because you you know you shouldn't have did it like they was negative to him. And I was replying to everybody, like, if a motherfucker is happy that they got a perm in their head, why are you mad? You know what I mean? Like really? if if somebody happy, I'm gonna pat them on the back. Um, you know, yeah, you but congratulations about that, like for real. But what I was gonna say is so my my thing that I didn't understand was um my stepmom and my dad never let us spend nights over people's house. <laughs> Same. Nobody, like I'm talking about, even like maybe an auntie or something. If they was out of town, but if not, like my cousins could come to our house, but we wouldn't go over there. Like we were not allowed. We were not allowed to spend a night. And I used to be so mad and feel so, you know, um, like oh she too strict or whatever like that. But then you know, when I grew up and I started hearing about all these stories about people, you know in certain situations, you know, right, molestation, right. all those things. Then I understood that she was protecting us. Um, and then one other thing that I didn't understand was um, kind of like you said, Perry, like somebody always being mad. I didn't understand um, the stress that it comes with being a parent. Yeah, like, for sure. Um, like, why are you mad? Like, why are you all yeah. of a sudden mad? You know, like, I didn't do nothing. Why are you all of a sudden mad? You you know, it's like, mm-hmm. do you hate me? But I haven't even done anything to you. And then as I got older, like, I, I call my stepmom and my mom all the time when I have these revelations with these crazy-ass teenagers in this house. Um, when we have, when I have moments like, oh, shit, I was doing that for them. You know, like, yeah. oh, like, um, certain things like that. But I think the biggest thing is just, is, like, removing anything like when I like I tell my kids all the time like hey give me a moment yeah, no I was just about to say I, yeah I definitely do that like if I I literally be like yo just not right now yeah I'm like can I have a moment yeah. you know I tell I tell them I'm like I need I need quiet time or sometimes I simply go outside of my car because I know I need to breathe mm-hmm. and I or they and I know they're not gonna let me you know but yeah. I don't want to take out whatever on them Right. I'm not a parent, but I had to learn how to do that in the classroom. And I learned that I had really cool ass kids. Oh, yeah. So if I came in the night before, <clears throat> the night after hosting or, you know, just something pissed me off, whatever's when not, it's not fair to take it out on your students. Don't, first of all, don't bring that shit to work, but yeah. you shouldn't take it out on them. So if I was having a day, what was really cool about them is that they can, they could tell. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, Mr. Craig, you good? Nah, I'm tired. Like, <clears throat> all right, I got you. And one of them would get up and get to the board and get to working. And I'm just sitting there and I'm co-piloting. And it was a beautiful thing to know that you build that kind of relationship with kids. They get that to you. They're aware. They're a lot more aware than what we give them credit for. Um, I wanted to say this real quick because Mike's got two more questions. I'm going to hit us with the promos and we're going to get us out of here. But I wanted to say this because it gets overlooked. A lot of the times when we talk about young people especially young men especially young black men but we have to remember it it affects all of them when we talk about the ones that are at risk we talk about the ones that are hopping off the porch early out in the streets 
we forget about the ones that are emotional thunderstorms and don't know how to reign properly. Mm. We forget about the ones that go through depression, like real depression, especially the ones that deal with identity crisis. Being a teacher, I got to see both. I got to see the hard head who is literally a product of his environment. So it literally is, fuck you, who the hell are you talking to? And I got to remember that it's not so much a disrespect to me, but this is how he was taught or this is what he saw on how to deal with an authority figure. And I can't shame him for it. But I also had to acknowledge and I also had to keep mindful of the one who, who's a nerd like I am. And he does not survive well in that world. And it's depressing for him. Because it's not that he wants to be like anybody. He wants to be like himself and he doesn't see a way to survive in it. And his peers don't know any better. It is not that they are innately negative to him. It is what they have been taught. Mm -hmm. Even if it isn't anybody innately being negative to him, he just doesn't know how or she doesn't know how to just accept who they are as a growing being. They're literally just got here long ago. And they're trying to navigate this thing that we're stressing over called life. And that's heavy. And so their actions are erratic. Then it becomes school shootings. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's not a school shooting. Sometimes it's themselves. The suicide rate of black babies is higher than some is somewhat higher than the body count of white kids who get picked on a short these schools. They often themselves because it's so heavy and they're so lost in it. Mm -hmm. So they might not have jumped off the porch, but they hid themselves somewhere in the house. And we forget about them. And it's not that we forget about them like we purposely don't think about them. Mm. It is because we forget that they need to be, they they don't show up. Right. You know what I'm saying? And then they don't have anybody to talk to. And have nobody, to, they don't know they have somebody to talk to. Well, and this was my point to Q, keeping in contact with so many teens of different variant styles. I had, a, I had a young man tell a teacher, she felt the need to come tell me this. She was like, uh, I can't remember that boy's name, but I didn't think he liked me because I stayed on his ass. Stayed on his ass because he had potential. He's lazy. And she said, you know, he said you're his favorite teacher. And I'm like, how? I said, because you exemplify everything he didn't think was possible. Mm. And I looked at his paper and it said, Mr. Craig, show me what it means to be a man, to be cool, and I can be a nerd at the same time. At the same time. And he went unseen because I'm so focused on my hard head who want to cuss me out. Right. Or this one who, who likes me but wants to fight the world. Mm -hmm. He got lost. So I never knew that I needed to pull him because he was one of those that had very dark thoughts. Mm -hmm. I would read some of their journal and just, I have to, I have to grade it. Yeah. And I'm thinking, damn. So then I realized we forget them. That went a lot longer than what I wanted, to, what I wanted it to, but I, we have to remember to be cognitive of just them as people. Wherever they are in the world, they're lost in it. They didn't ask to be here and now they need guidance. Mm -hmm. We have to be available to all of them. They need to see all of it. There's so many black brothers in the hood who carried that 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 mark of intellect and not like it has to be a suit and a tie, but you don't if you don't show that to them, they don't know that they can hop off the porch and still keep their mind with them. Right, they can still they can still take that with them. And then those that grew up like me, where you were you were surrounded by the porch hoppers, you weren't one, but you knew you knew where you were at, right. and you knew where you came from, and you can't blame your environment <laughs> for you not feeling comfortable. But you can't ignore that your environment is not where you feel the most comfortable. And it's only it's not because it's the environment. It's because you don't know who you are. And because you don't know who you are, you don't know how to make yourself fit in it. Yep. That was me. Yep. I wasn't afraid of the hood. I just didn't know how to make myself fit fit in it. Right. Until I went out, discovered who I was. And I was like, this is where I fit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, Mike, go ahead. Um, two things. 
I'm going to start with um, you, Mouse. Um, what advice would you get? Because we got a lot of listeners, right? Mm-hmm. And we Shout got out a to lot, Seattle. And we got a lot of parents that might be dealing with um, these particular type of kids that we're talking about. Uh, what advice would you give a young man that might want to change but don't know mm-hmm. how to change? You gotta, you know, you gotta want to change, you know. So I just say, you gotta put your best foot forward, man. So with me, like, I thought that I was only good enough for the streets. You feel me? Right. So you know, in my head, I'm like, this all I know. This mm-hmm. all I ever did. You feel me? Like right now, I'm working and everything. I don't got my own business. Salute, like, salute. I, the, this the only job I ever had in my whole life where I'm 34 years Promote old. that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Breed transport, you feel me? I got a uh, carrier service, you know, deliveries. You know, okay. independent contractor. You got so, a logo? Uh, I got one. I was about to say, I do it for you for free. Yeah, just yeah, just so you get on your feet, I my boy. <laughs> I got for you. Sure. Yeah, you know, Slide this way, I got you. You know, it's just keep, keep your mind right, you know, stay positive, you know, keep yourself positive and just, you know, Stay on the right track. Like, try to stay on the right track. I ain't going to say stay on the right track because it's, it's, hard it's hard to yeah. get thrown off. It's easy to get thrown off. My hard man. to get back home. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to get back on. Like, you know, you can be doing the right thing, and then you pull up on your people, and, you know, it's like, where you been? What you doing? Yeah, man? yeah, like, yeah. Man, you know, we about to get – nah, you got to stay focused. <sighs> like, you got to stay dedicated to what you want to do. Right. You feel me? You can't let your peers – opt you to do something different. You feel me? Like, if you want to do this, you got to stay wanting to do this. You can't go around your peers and then switch up because your peers want you to do something. Exactly. You got to stay motivated to do what you want to do. You can't go off feed off the next person. You feel what I'm saying? Like, you got to stay humble to yourself. You got to put your best foot forward. You got to, you know, stay dedicated to yourself. You can't stay dedicated to the next person and do what they want you to do. You're going to have to do what you want to do. And you're going to Succeed every time. Um, my second question is for you, Q. Um, we talk about talk a lot about um, you know, some of these kids with, without fathers. Um, have you ever experienced that growing up? Experience what? Not having your dad in your life. Yes. So would you say that's the inspiration behind you being the father that you are today? Yeah. I okay. believe so it's, in my opinion, it's really no excuse not to be a great father. Right. Either either you had a father and you had a good example, or you didn't have a father, and that's still a great example. To, right. to do what not to know what not to do. Me. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I and I asked that because I was one of the kids that like my my father was there, but he wasn't there. He was present, but he wasn't there. He was one of them fathers to where like um he was basically just trying to figure it out himself. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's you know what I mean? Much, that's pretty much me. Like, I know who my dad is, but, you know, he was in and out of jail. Correct. And when he was out of jail, he was trying to figure it out. Like, yeah. I'm coming to get you. And, you know, we the kids are sitting by the door, but the motherfucker ain't pulled up. False yet. promises. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, so, I mean, that, I mean, I literally just do what I felt like I needed as okay. a child. And, on top of that, 
I learned. So this is so this is something I tell people like, you know, how everybody be like, man, you gotta know your person. You gotta learn their love language. Yeah, you gotta yeah. Do the same shit with your kid, bro. Yeah. Whatever your child oh, love language is, you just gotta play on that. Yeah. If your kid like whatever the fuck. Right, whatever they like. Yeah, be encouraged and be that support. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's that's one right yeah. there. And I and I ask you that yeah. because the inspiration behind me Quotable. being the great father yeah. that I am today is because my father wasn't that present. And I knew, um, even when I had my first child, because I got three kids. Shout mm -hmm. out to my kids, uh, 12, 11, and six. But when my daughter was born, I knew it was, and I was off in the streets, and I knew it was time to change. But when my son came, it was like, not, not, not saying that I wasn't or I couldn't be the father I wanted to be to my daughter. It's different. We get it. But yeah. I wanted to be what to my son what my father wasn't yeah. to me. Right. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Um, so yeah, that was the reason behind my my, my question, man. But I really, uh, man, you know, every time I see you, we chop it up. But I'm proud of everything that you're doing. Right on. That that's 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 real shit. Um, we have a lot of leaders here in the city that's doing some of the things that you kind of doing that you know, but. And this is no shade to everybody else, you know, because there's a lot of people out there. God, I ain't have to do <laughs> But I feel like the level that you're at with what you're doing is is great, bro. That shit is definitely great. Right definitely on. great. You know what else is great? <laughs> Brad Campbell's photography. Then if you want to see this photography, please make sure you go to bradcampbellphotography.net. Individualized photography experience with training and classic studio. You know what else is great? A good candle. A good smelling candle. A good smelling candle. Hallelujah. You can get one at Moth to a Flame Candle Company. That is M-T-A-F-CandleCo.com. Soy wax hand-poured candles. And they're not candles. They're moons and memories that are magnetic. Like a Moth to a Flame. Dominic Jones has probably got a house that you want to get pictures taken in by Brad. And you should put candles from Donnie in to make it smell good. That's dope. <laughs> so when you find the house, and if you're flipping it, you want your residence to feel like, and you're going to need good quality photos too. Yes, sir. But Dominic Jones, he's got you. And that's Dominic, D-O-M-I-N-I-C-K dot J dot 219 on Instagram. Dominic Jones on Facebook. You want to have some good vibes in your place too. And you should talk to Trillion Cuts because he's got a producer workshop at Stone Tree Studio this Sunday, July 16th for 5 to 9 p.m. They're going to teach you how to produce, cut, edit, mix, audio, slap, sandwich, all of that. It's going to be a dope time, I'm pretty sure. And then we got my man Richard. He's a rapper. He's a singer. He's a songwriter. And that's House of Richard, not the house like what Dominic be flipping. That's H-A-U-S. So House of Richard. And then we got my man Perry Thompson. Perry Thompson is the CEO of Rhythm and Blues Preservation Society. He is a black musician, a preservationist, and a journalist. These are all of our sponsors for this episode of I Create Podcast. Again, shout out to Mouse and Q and The Far. Thank you so much for pulling up. This has yes. been extremely insightful. Yo, the, the, the quality of the episode. Man, fire. It's, it's, nothing, it's nothing like it. They're only going up. And you know why they're going up? Because we got dope people like y'all to stop by. So thank you so much. Yes, Again, sir. it has been an honor to rock out with y'all. We got my man P. Smith. P. Smith, tell them how to find you, my boy. Yo, y'all can find me on Facebook, Perry Smith, Instagram, Perry D'Angelo, and also on Instagram at Studio 1123. 
Jaleesa the elephant. Let them know where to find you, ma. Um, everywhere underscore underscore the elephant, and on Facebook, Jaleesa Williams. That's two E's. And again, shout out to the pink Nikki for smacking twenty k in a day. That shit's fire. And then my man Mike Haney. How they find you, my boy? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, H-O-D underscore Filmworks. I'm also on Facebook under Michael Haney. Don't forget to check out the podcast page, I underscore create underscore podcast. And it's the Iron Man, Tony Sticks. You can find me at T-O-N-Y underscore S-T-Y-X-X. And if you like my art, follow me at the E-D-A-G on all social media platforms. This is, oh, oh, oh y'all got to shout yourselves out. Where can we find y'all? How can people find you individuals? What's your, what's your handles? Uh, Facebook, Quentin Collins. Uh, Instagram was Quick317. And that's it. Mouse, how about you, my boy? Man, y'all can catch me on the book. I'm on the book, Carriage House. Straight up, Carriage House. Catch me on the ground. Bino underscore LaFleur. Come follow me. Yes, sir. I love that. This is the iCreate Podcast. We're going to catch y'all on the next one. Peace.